1: And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. You you feel this this
2: nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent
1: phone call up there.
2: I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone.
1: You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. This is the call in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is Just go ahead and leave a voicemail. We'll get to it when we get to it. We're pretty well caught up, so it might take a couple days, but whatever. We don't have any new callers right now, so uh, we'll just start from the top. And we're going to start with Nico.
3: Oh, Hey! Hey, Joe the janitor just came on. I realize I haven't weighed in on that.
1: All right, I'm getting uh, shit up. I'm not true sir.
3: I think Joe is right. doing
1: is.
3: Anybody admits to coming home with a drink of the 12-pack of PBR every night? I tell you what. That's uh that's the committed man. And uh, so Joe, love to have a drink if you come to the Thursday night game on the 28th of September, I'll buy you a drink myself. There I'll buy you a 12-pack of PBR. Uh, oh Another beer related question. Last time I lived in Wisconsin, there was no microbreweries. There would be like three options at any bar. So <clears throat> I haven't been back to Wisconsin since the mid nineties. What's the local beer microbrewery scene like? Is it amazing? I mean, is there a microbrewery in every corner like there is everywhere else on the planet now? I, I would assume so since you know, Wisconsin seems to have invented here well, or at least perspective the art of drinking it. I'll say Give me some beer facts. Maybe not you, Ryan. I know you don't drink, but maybe <laughs> anyone else want to call me and tell me how the beer scene is in uh, Green Bay. Let me know. And Joe, have a beer tonight on me. I'm
1: drinking one right now. Yeah, so I, I have not uh, been a drinker since college, so it's been a long time. I couldn't really tell you much. Um, I could tell you about Milwaukee's Best Light, <laughs> which was the beer of choice in uh, Whitewater. But I know, for example, pretty Relatively close to uh, where we lived in Madison. there was New Glarus, just south of us. Very, very popular uh, brewery. So, New Glarus is a big one. I know um, the boys over at, um, come on, Work Cheesehead TV, they've got a, a, a beer. So, obviously, if you're going up to Green Bay for a Packers game, it makes sense that you would get a Cheesehead TV beer. 1919, I think it is. I don't know who brews it. I don't. I don't know if it's a local company that slaps their label on it or whatever. But you know, it's something you got to do. Uh, Tyranina, Lakefront. There's. I mean, there's a lot of them out here. I don't know half of them, but I do know uh, Nugleris is very popular. Oh, what what is the one that's got all the fruity ones up in the northwest? There near Chippewa Falls, Lion and Kugels. Why I couldn't find it anywhere. Did they get bought out by somebody. I had to go back to an article from 2010. It's literally nowhere to be found. It says it's still in Chippewa Falls. I don't know. I have no idea. But yeah, that's a thing. I know at least back in the day it was popular. I don't don't know. Maybe it's apparently it's not anymore. Honey whites. That's what it was. I remember that. Wheat beer with honey. It's not usually what you're going after, but it's it's, it's nice. It's refreshing. But anyways, yeah, I can't, uh, can't super help you out there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on a minute.
3: Did you just say there's a guy named Kool-Aid?
1: That's what I said.
3: That could be drafted next year as a as a quarterback? Dude. A guy named Kool-Aid.
1: Like, elite, apparently. I mean, is
3: that like a nickname? I hope not. I mean, oh my gosh. Yeah. Kool-Aid.
1: I know. Oh my gosh.
3: <clears throat> it's not often that I get a loss for words. Yeah. But Kool-Aid? It, I'm gonna hang up I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna I I have to hang up. I mean I missed. I'm
1: gonna hang up. Let me try this again. Hang up. Try it again. Doesn't look like you called back at least for a while. Anyways, let's talk about it. First of all, couple things about Kool Aid. I don't know anything about him, but just this is off the top of the dome. Just looking at it. Number one, you know he's gonna be a good corner because Kool Aid is is some kind of like douchey name. Where it's like, you know what I mean? Like he's just like Sauce Gardener. He's Kool Aid, you know. It's just he's gonna be kind of a cocky, like this arrogant piece of. But he's an arrogant guy you want on your team, you know. He's got that Jair swagger, the Sauce Gardener swag, you know. It's what you want in a corner. But if he's not on your team, you freaking hate him. He's a douchebag, freaking Kool Aid, you dork. His real name? Well, actually, let's let's not get there yet. The other cool thing about it, his last name. It fits so perfectly, but makes no sense. It's an Irish name, Kool Aid McKinstry. It's it's so freaking perfect because it it it's it's Kool Aid, which doesn't fit with something Irish, but yet it does sound like a cool Irish like mobster name or something. You know, it's like Bob the Hammer McKinstry, but it's Kool Aid McKinstry. That's freaking awesome. His real name is JaQuincy, which is kind of funny because Quincy is in Boston, which is a very Irish place. So it's JaQuincy, Kool-Aid, McKinstry. I mean, I, I, I don't know what else to say. It's It's fantastic. And if for some reason we end up having a chance to draft him, would I do it? I would do it. Is corner the biggest need? Not necessarily. We'll see how Stokes is doing. I don't know what the long term plans are for Razul. Keyshawn is a great fill-in for now, but let's 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 do it here, because you brought it up. This is your fault. You made me do this. You want to talk about the draft. I mean you want to talk about his name, but hey, sounds like you want to talk about the draft. Kool-Aid McKinstry, six foot one, hundred and eighty-eight pounds, had a massive breakout season. 2021 he had a 68 pff grade that became an 83 pff grade now his run defense has been so- run defense and tackling is just solid which i love right um because to me it means he's probably a really physical corner is it the most important thing of course not Would i want a run defending tackling corner that can't cover no that's stupid but if you get a great cover guy like he was this past year which i'm going to get into which is freaking crazy this year's going to be real big because it's kind of a fluky number but we'll see how it goes He went from a 63 coverage grade, which was he gave up 243 yards, which feels really low. I mean, in the NFL it is, but it's not that many less games. I guess it's probably some lesser competition. I don't know. Alabama, pretty big competition. 243 yards only. 14 receptions, 243 yards. He gave up one touchdown, had one pick and one pass breakup. That's kind of the biggest, eh, nothing really on the ball there. This past year, he gave up 352 yards, gave up one touchdown, had one interception. So exact same so far and 16 pass breakups. He played 13 games and had 16 pass breakups. He only had five games with zero pass breakups. He had five games with more than one pass breakup, and three games with three pass breakups. Now, there is, again, it might be very fluky. This might just be one of those things where people are saying, hey, Alabama, 16 pass breakups. Oh, by the way, slot corner, so... There you go. Do you take a slot in the first round? It doesn't matter. He didn't have any real elite games. The only thing is he had a fluky 16 pass breakup season, and um, he didn't really have any bad games. It was like exactly 70 every single game. I mean, there's some lower, some higher, but his highest was like a 73, and he had 156. Otherwise, the lowest was like a 63. So steady, steady as she goes. Is he probably going to drop? Yes. Does that work to our advantage? Of course it does. In fact, what would be ideal is if he slid into the second round where we could pick him up to be our slot corner going forward. But it's not as fun to think about it that way. Let's just remember Kool-Aid McKinstry as a top five cornerback prospect going into the season because that's just, as I said, more fun.
4: Morning, Ryan. Morning. Wayne from Illinois. Hello. I'm out here working on my raspberry patch this morning.
1: I love fresh raspberries. It's
4: a beautiful morning out here. i always suck, wondering but... what kind of critters I'm going to kick up in the undergrowth here. But uh, whatever it is, it's it's worth it because I give most of them to my grandkids. There you go. My wife will put some into a cobbler or muffins oh, yeah. or whatever. And we...
1: That's what that's what I've been doing. I've been the cobbler man. We get this the peaches from the peach truck. And those things go from they're not quite ready to they're starting to get moldy real fast. So it's just, I make a crumble, not a cobbler, because I'm lazy, I guess. But um, peach crumble, devour it, boom, dad makes a new peach crumble. I'm going to start doing like double batches pretty soon. Um, they're freaking delicious.
4: Pass those around, so it's a nice good time in the morning. Yep. I just finished listening to San Holman on JJ's last podcast. I found that really kind of enlightening, so I appreciated the effort that J.J. went through. I'm a truther. There it is. Joe, the janitor, if that's what he wants to be called, that's fine with me. He may not have a janitorial job right now, but he'll probably get back to that someday. Temp agencies is a way to go for a time. If he wants to be known as Joe, the janitor, who's to say otherwise? So the other thing I want to say is, pick a win total. Why not seventeen yep. and zero? It's preseason. <laughs> We're not even to the preseason yet. Let's go big or go home. You know, later on after they had some workouts or whatever, you know, maybe somebody wants to pull back and say twelve wins is reasonable, not the thirteen they had three years in a row, but it's it's doable. They have a good team. The quarterback, he'll do his job i was for rogers when they let Favre go on his way so why shouldn't i be for our new quarterback love when rogers goes on his way that's it for this morning more raspberries
1: go, back, go. sounds fantastic you know what else my dad used to do we had a raspberry giant bush or bushes of raspberries or whatever in the backyard raspberry ice cream oh man you get a little ice cream maker i don't know how they work some ice some salt little spinny thing some cream whatever fresh raspberries dude some of the best ice cream i have ever had really good fantastic actually my dad made some recently we just went down to his place in uh indiana and he made some i forgot about that oh man that's so good raspberry ice cream anyways i appreciate you calling in uh shout out to jj i didn't hear what you said at first and then um Actually, very rarely does this happen. We're, I couldn't understand it, but um, Google picked it up. It, it, it wrote it as San, S-A-N, Holman, H-O-L-M-A-N, but I get the point. So, yeah, shout out to JJ. And since we're plugging podcasts, you got to go check out the interview with uh, uh, Tony Mandrich. But I said, you know, I talked to Clayton for a while afterwards. I was actually sitting in the, in the background listening. But, you know, I didn't really know his story. I just knew he was like a the legend of the guy we all hate. Ugh, terrible, bust, garbage, blah, blah, blah. And by the end of it, it became, this guy is a Packers legend and needs to be put into that camp. I'm not saying put him up there with Reggie, but you know what I mean? He, he's in the wrong column. So, fantastic human being, really, really cool guy. So, if you haven't listened to JJ and Sam Holman, or Clayton and Tony Mandridge, make sure you do it, because... If you want actual quality podcasts go listen to the people that do podcasts on the stream that aren't me if you want to listen to me rant and rave about the bear suck um come on down because i'm always down to party but i got you down for 17 wins and um i might have to wrap up this whole truther thing because it's pretty one-sided battle here so far six to one in the truther column we're still currently only at three people uh looking to submit a song by the way for you three uh Jimmy slash Aaron number two, Kyle from Madison, and Peter Thomas. Feel free to just slap it together anyways. We'll figure it out. We'll make it work. We'll uh, we'll do something. But, you know, actually turn it into a game or uh, America's Got Talent slash competition thing. We're going to need a few more people. Anyway, somebody that should know something about lining kugels. What up, A.A. Ron? Hey,
2: Ryan. A.A. Uh, Ron from Eau Claire giving you a call back. Um, just a couple of things. Uh, first of all, I want to just contribute to the group of fans that are excited and optimistic about Jordan Love Thank as you. a quarterback. I think he's got a lot of potential. Obviously, nobody knows the future, but I, for one, don't see any reason to be pessimistic, I guess, more so than optimistic, uh, other than what you said uh, in a podcast recently where – you said basically it's just <clears throat> someone's afraid that they're going to get their hopes up and then it's going to be let down. So, uh, I don't see at the very worst, I see it as a neutral, you know, could go either way, but I'm optimistic. Um, <clears throat> and I really like what I've seen from him and I just like to, him as a, as a person from what I've seen. Um, so. That's I just wanted to contribute a positive opinion uh for Jordan Love. And then um secondly, this is a little bit of a of a tangent, but uh one of the things that I've thought about over the last couple of years since Justin Herbert became a uh quarterback in the NFL is I kind of in a in a strange way wish that he was on the Green Bay Packers because I feel like his personality would be the perfect fit for the for the packers. Um, he grew up in a super small town, super kind of quiet uh, kind of just go to work kind of guy doesn't like the spotlight of uh, l a for what it seems. Um, saw a video of him flipping off a cameraman the other day <laughs> and uh, so anyways. Um, just wanted to know what you thought about that. Obviously, you know, the chances of that happening are slim to none, uh, seeing as he's a franchise quarterback on another team and they're not gonna let him go. But if there was one quarterback that I could uh covet from another team, it would probably be Justin
5: Herbert. Uh all right, thanks. <laughs>
1: I, you know, it's funny because Justin Herbert is, and I don't know if it's just a Chargers thing, because it was kind of the same with, uh, what's his name, Mr. 700 Kids. It's the most unrecognized franchise in the world. Like, nobody cares what's going on out there. Herbert is a very good quarterback. Is he, you know, top three? No. Is he top five? I don't know. He's very good, though. Um, but nobody cares. <laughs> nobody gives a crap about Justin Herbert. Um, it's very weird. But yeah, I don't know much about his personality. Um, I mean, he he's I think anybody would want him. You know, 6 foot 6, 236. A lot of guys like those big quarterbacks the Packers historically have. I don't know if that's still with, you know, Gudeconst and Matt LaFleur, but you know, I I know that was a big thing those those bigger quarterbacks. But he's also mobile. I mean, he can move for his size. He's not, you know, elite mobility, but he's kind of got that Josh Allen aspect to him. He's a big dude that can really move. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think he would be a great addition to anybody's team. I, I don't see a path for him coming here, but, um, you know, unless we're talking 10 years from now, he's looking to move on or whatever the case may be, maybe something happens. But, yeah, I mean, going back to the Jordan Love thing you were talking about first, um, we shouldn't need any kind of proof in order to be supportive of any player, right? That I don't need Anything to support anybody. I can support anybody I want. And I don't know why there's this litmus test for Jordan. You know, you, you don't need that for anybody else. If I mean, even among the Packers. If I wanted to get excited about Lucas Van Ness, that's fine. You can, you can kind of pick anybody. I mean, some people really like freaking uh, Lou Nichols or whatever. I, who cares? Like, I think Lou Nichols is going to be uh, number two someday. Like, oh, okay, cool. Whatever. <laughs> but Jordan... It's, there's this immediate pushback, um, and it's kind of stupid. But, yeah, as a Packer fan, I'm here to tell you, to give you permission, you don't need any kind of special knowledge or certified pass in order to support our starting freaking quarterback. And as far as not knowing the future, I mean, to be completely honest, Jordan Love being god-awful is not the worst scenario for us. It's not. Jordan Love being mediocre is the worst-case scenario for us. Jordan Love being Mac Jones, Daniel Jones, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kyler Murray, these guys that, you know, you look at it and you go, okay, you know, what, what I don't want to happen is at the end of the year, sit back and go, all right, so look. That, that wasn't great. Um... Is it bad enough to say 100% we need to move on and look for a new quarterback? Like, should we draft one in this draft? No, he should probably get a second year to see if he can grow. It's only fair, blah, blah, blah. So we're going to forego any quarterbacks in this draft. We're going to continue to build. We're going to continue to get better, which makes it less likely for us to get a high pick despite Jordan Love not being very good. And then he plays at a mediocre rate. Our defense is, is decent enough. You know, everything's fine. But well, we're squandering all the, the goodness, whether that be the running backs, the wide receivers, the tight ends and all that, because we're not getting that final big piece. But we don't want to overreact to one mediocre year. You know, I mean, why, why wouldn't you give him a second year to see if he can take a second year leap from being mediocre to being good or even great? Who knows? That's what I would not want. So best case scenario, he is a phenomenal quarterback. Second best case scenario. No offense, Jordan. He's so bad that we just get a top five pick and come away with one of those quarterbacks in the draft and then just get excited all over again about our new quarterback and everybody else that hated Jordan Love because of all their evidence um, suddenly can't say anything, and the media is going to talk nonstop about the Packers' new quarterback and how amazing they're going to be and blah, 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 whether that's you know Caleb Williams or Drake May or Quinn Ewers or Bo Nix or whoever it is that ends up at the top there. Um, That's going to be the, the main talking point. By the way, I mean, there's a good chance we'd have that second first round pick next year is like look, Jordan, if you're listening, we love you. If you're not the dude, if this thing isn't gonna pan out, I'm gonna need you to be the worst quarterback in the history of the world. Because if we can get in that top five and we have another first round pick, we can move, and that number one team is not um, you know, not looking for a quarterback, and we can come up and get Caleb Williams. Oh my goodness gracious me oh my. Again, Jordan, ball's in your court. If you want to be that dude, you're going to be a top-ten quarterback, forget it. I don't even want Caleb. He's a Caleb. He's a bum. But if you're Mac Jones or Kyler Murray or whatever, Dak Prescott, for that matter, is this guy that, you know, he has some good years, kind of good here and there, blah, 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 but never really going to get you over the hump, Jimmy Garoppolo, let's just not. Anyways, patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. I'm <laughs> coughing is where you can support the podcast. Um... I don't remember if I said it last time, so thank you. Oh, I did. But anyways, thanks again to uh, Ben Schrankler, Felipe Barasa, and Mike Hebering. Thank you guys so much for your support this month. Did have a couple people leave, but we are in the green so far for July. So if there's any way that you can support this podcast, even a dollar a month can be massive. As I've said many, many times, if everybody listening gave a dollar a month, I am set. And I can just do nothing but podcasts for the rest of my life and be happy. But anyways, why don't we take a break? We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now...
5: So, Brian, it is Carson from Cleveland, Ohio. What's going on? And one of my co-workers being from Cleveland, obviously, is a uh, Cleveland Browns fan. Sure. And he knows I am a Packers fan. And so all day today, while I was working, he was arguing me about how Jordan Love was going to be awful. I
1: want to pause it there. Because this really just kind of proves the point of what I'm saying. First of all, when you're not Inside the Green Bay Packers bubble, and I don't necessarily mean from a bias standpoint. I just mean from an education standpoint. All you know is this really shallow, uneducated opinion of things. What is that national media opinion? Clearly, because I mean, who knows? Maybe his coworker is is a very knowledgeable person. But why would somebody have such a firm opinion that Jordan Love is going to be terrible when they don't know anything about the guy? It's because that's what the narrative is. So it doesn't matter if it's a Bears fan, a Browns fan, a Patriots fan, uh, a Cowboys fan. They're all looking at it going, yeah, Jordan Love's going to be bad. Why? Why would that be a thing unless there is some larger narrative, which we already know from Colin Coward, but it can't just be Colin Coward. There is just a general consensus that he's not going to be good.
5: And he knew for a fact that Jordan Lowe was going to be awful. And so I asked him, like, oh, why do you think Jordan Lowe's going to be bad? And he basically just said, "Uh, if you're a good quarterback, you don't sit uh, behind any quarterback for three
1: years. See, and I I say it on this podcast. I've given that exact example. Because I, I have to assume you're sitting there saying, nobody would be that dumb to argue that. You're lying. And so I give every single time I see that, I give you that example. I'm telling you there are a lot of people that believe that. That is the dumbest crap. In the history of the world. Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre, you dense moron. Tom Brady sat. And wait, he only came in because of an injury. He was forced in. And so was Brett Favre, by the way. Brett Favre was sitting on the bench until somebody got carried off the field, and then he came in. The idea that if you're so elite, you're going to beat out anybody, even the back-to-back league MVP, is stupid and false it's untrue. It's nonsense. Why would anybody believe that? Look, I mean, if if you are like with the Carolina Panthers and you've got this P.J. Walker-Sam Darnold competition and Jordan Love's in there and Jordan Love's not winning that competition, fine. We're talking about the back-to-back MVP. 13 games three years in a row. And the one year they weren't really playing that well – I would say 70% of the fan base and the entire media core is looking at the Packers going, why don't you just play Jordan Love? And again, it's still kind of a question as to why they wouldn't, but I I understand their position, and that is, we rode with Rodgers. This whole season was built on going all in with Rodgers. We're going to continue that track. And then obviously when the season ends, we're freaking done with it, which should be all the evidence you need. I I just, that, that... that absolutely makes no sense to me, because you were on the bench. Because Aaron Rodgers is on the team, you freaking...
5: And I just explained to him how stupid that is. Thank you. Because Aaron Rodgers was an MVP quarterback. Of course you're going to sit behind him, no matter who the quarterback is. And so, um, yeah, we were just arguing probably for about two hours today um, just while we were working and ended up making a bet for $20 that uh, the Packers would have a a better record than the Browns this upcoming season. So uh, I'm hoping that this whole Jordan Love thing turns out good (laughs) because if it doesn't uh, work, it's going to be miserable for a very long time. But just thought I'd share to you just how – stupid everybody is about this whole Jordan Love situation and uh yeah that I made a bet with some random dude about the Cleveland Browns (laughs) uh being worse than the Packers this year so hopefully it works out and yeah that's all I have to say see you later
1: yeah and that's really gonna you know the Browns situation is going to come down to a similar thing I mean it's it's Christian or not Christian Watson Deshaun Watson who you know remember 2020 he was the third best quarterback in football 92.4 92.4 grade, but in 2022 is a 35. He's uh, 35th with a 55 grade. Um, now, to be fair, we didn't see a ton of Deshaun Watson, so it's it, it, the, um, all I guess all I'm saying is the the bet would scare me because you've still got a pretty solid offensive line there. You've got Watson who has the potential to be a top five quarterback. You got Chubb who you know it's I mean maybe the best or second best or whatever running back duo. In all of football, um, they got Amari Cooper over there now. David and is was a top ten tight end. I'm not trying to scare you. I appreciate what you're doing. Miles Garrett's the number one pass rusher in football. Zadarius. Sedarius is there now. They got uh, Dalvin Tomlinson. So uh, I think that what is that? Is that two Vikings? Did Dalvin come from there? So, but but here's the thing about the Browns. This this is sort of the big difference, right? Just like the Packers, you can look at it and say, hey, if everything works out, this is a scary football team. You know I mean with holes they don't really have a number two or number three wide receiver um you know the the linebackers are questionable and whatever but um the the, the, the big differentiator for me the browns are always going to underachieve because they're a garbage organization and I think a big part of why Watson failed and maybe he'll come back stronger next year with a you know stronger mentality or whatever the dude was out on the field getting booed he's, he's getting booed. I mean he's in a tough spot, man. Um I'm not I'm not, you know, saying I feel bad for him, but he's he's in a tough spot to be able to uh go out and perform at a high level when people are screaming who knows what at you all day long from the sidelines. So, I'm hoping for your 20 bucks that uh the Packers end up ahead and and again, I think it's going to come down entirely to whoever has the best quarterback is going to end up with the better team. Would be my guess. I don't you know, we'll see. But either way, again, you're, you're absolutely right. It, it doesn't matter. He's arguing from a standpoint of being a complete idiot. It's almost like people are desperate for a reason to believe he's bad. Well, his one year of college, that one game against the Chiefs, he was sitting behind Aaron Rodgers, so then he's bad. Like, you, you, you're not that dumb. There's no way. Refuse to believe that.
0: Ryan, Kyle from Madison. What's up, dog. How's it going, buddy? Good. How are you? Yeah, thanks for the well wishes. Wedding went great. Barbecue Good. was a freaking slam dunk. Nice. Slam dunk. Uh, so anybody out there listening, highly recommend you go with the barbecue for the wedding.
1: Yep. Also, cool.
0: cupcakes for the win.
1: Nice. I wanted to...
0: I'm triggered right now. Okay. okay trigger warning. This is not wedding-related. Okay. It's packed-related.
1: I got serious um, fast. Over
0: the 4th of July festivities and the weekend... I discovered something even more annoying, surprisingly, even more annoying than like Bears fans okay. doing their Bears fan stuff. And it w- it, this is kind of how it went. I'd be at a barbecue. It was never like the like a primary friend. It would be like a secondary or tertiary person, like an uncle of a friend's friend at a barbecue. <laughs> okay. And we'd you know we'd figure out, oh, you would pack the fan. You know what do you, what do you think of the Rogers trade, and then we'd both complain about Joe Barry, you know that kind of thing. And then this thing would happen. And let me qualify this by saying, it's not like I am unapproachable about the Packers unless you consume, you know, twenty hours of Packers content a week. Like I understand, not everyone has like a problem like <laughs> I do, correct? Um, where I'm just addicted to it, but like. So fan how you want to fan, right? But I would meet this kind of mid-tier of knowledgeability almost backer fan, and then the conversation would suddenly go something like this. Yeah, I think love's gonna be just trash. I mean, Rogers is so good, I think love's gonna be trash. And it was like, okay, I, I understand skepticism, I know you've talked about that, I get that. But then I would ask why. And it was always the same stupid non-answers, and it was worse because it was like friendly fire because it's like a Packers fan. Man, I ran into this like I don't know four or five times like over the weekend and then through the fourth, and it it literally it just triggered me. It was more irritating than talking with our rival fans because Packers fans should know better, and I, I didn't realize that this was such an issue for me, so I'm going to get some help, maybe. Hopefully that help is in the form of Jordan Love just absolutely destroying the rest of the league, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't know that was a thing, and it, I found it to be extremely upsetting Um, because it, you know, it came from within. <laughs> it was friendly fighter, and it was so irritating. All right, peace
1: it's so funny you mentioned that because i think it was just yesterday on Packernet after dark that i kind of went off on this exact topic and just how i i think what it is and it's i mean so now i did it yesterday um carson just called in with the essentially the same thing you now have called in about it i i really feel like we're all starting to get to our breaking point with this like it's 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 too much like you know we we've We've battled it. We've talked about it. We've thought about it. We've looked at it from every angle. And now it's getting to the point of being just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm beyond freaking done with this. And I can't handle it. And, and the other thing, like a lot of other people, even fan bases are coming. Kind of, maybe it's just the part of the, the offseason that we're getting to where, um, I'm tired of arguing these same points. Like I, I, we all feel like we're right. And, um, we're tired of arguing about it. We're tired of hearing everybody else's terrible arguments about this same thing over and over again. And now it's just time to see it. And, and you know, there's always a, a a twinge of fear, like, you know, if Jordan sucks and the Bears are great and, like, all these things could just collapse and be a disaster. You know, Vikings, Lions, Bears are all great. Jordan loves terrible. You know, Christian Watson falls out. Like, you know, I mean, terrible things could potentially happen. Who knows? But it's like I'm, I'm just tired of talking about it. And it's like, I, I just want the season to start because I desperately need the Packers to be good and Jordan Love to be good because all I want to do is spend all day just punching people. Like, virtually punching the crap out of every person who said stupid crap. I don't care if that's PFF or any entity that's ever said it, any personality that's ever said it, any fan that's ever said it, any anybody anywhere that said it. And by the way, that whatever is that no-name-nobody Chicago Bears guy, I don't care if it doesn't apply to what he specifically said. Anything that's bad that happens to the Chicago Bears, that dude's getting tagged. Just, I mean, if he thought he had a bad day when he played the Packers last time because you know fans are talking trash, like, oh, poor you, dude, you're never going to hear the end of it. You have to play in Lambeau again this year, by the way. It's going to be the end of the year. Do you know how much trash talk you're going to hear in Lambeau? You better just not even come to that game because it's gonna be non-stop trash talk so yeah I, I th- that's the feeling like that's the feeling I'm having on the inside even Bears fans that I've talked to you know we're sitting there punching each other and over and over for like 24 hours and then we kind of just get to the point where we're like dude I'm just I you know we've talked about it, I, I I just want this to start you know like we just need to see it I think everybody's just burned out with the offseason um we're burning out a little too early cuz we got a few more weeks to go here until training camp and then we can get into overhyping training camp but at least it's something to actually substantively talk about but it it, it also makes me nervous cuz every single negative thing he does is going to be scrutinized i mean that's the thing the narrative is negative so they're just going to be fishing for negative things and negative things are going to happen so that's going to be annoying but yeah let's just Let's just freaking get this season started, dude. I'm so tired of hearing about it and talking about it. And the Jordan Love thing, like I said, I think yesterday or whatever. This has been like years and years in the making. Just suffering through this Jordan Love thing. And we have been put through a lot. I mean, the 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 the, the TJ Watt Kevin King thing was bad, but that pales in comparison to this. Pales in comparison to this. It has been the most insufferable misery. And, and by the way, we're sitting here pissing and moaning about it. Can you imagine being Jordan Love? I hope he feels 50 times more pissed off than we do, because that dude is going to cause some problems for people if he's about as mad as we are about all this stuff. I am just fed up with it. And you're right about the friendly fire thing, too. It's just that much more annoying. And I'm I'm really starting to get tired of it. Like, you know, Bears fans, it's like, it, it really ticks me off to where you just roll your eyes because you're just being stupid. Packer fans, though, dude, uh, miserable, miserable people. I, I desperately want them to find a new fan base to cheer for. But they never will because the, the picture that they paint is, this is not good enough for me. And the problem is if they actually were to explore other fan bases, nobody lives up to their expectations. Nobody You know, uh, apart from the Patriots in that certain span, and even that, I'm not positive that that would be good enough, but maybe. But that is the expectation. Dynasty, winning Super Bowls every other freaking year is the expectation. Playoffs every year, championships, all that. That's the only thing that's going to be good enough. And it's just, I need to just start muting these people because it's too much, man. It's just beyond too much listening to the constant negativity, and then hearing them brag as though it's because they're not negative, they're just rational. No, you're a douchebag. Were you rational when you just trashed your, uh, well, let me put it this way. You're not rational when you trash anybody before they ever take the field. That's stupidity. Because any basic, casual football fan understands that we don't know who's going to be good and who's going to be bad. We don't know that. But how rational was it when everybody trashed the Rashawn Gary pick? Oh, we don't want to talk about that, right? Oh yeah, we don't talk about that. Why do you default to negativity? It's just so stupid. Again, I am and 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 this is this is what shocks, probably has to shock so many people. I am a Jordan Love skeptic. If you were to ask me right now, somebody $1000, $50,000 on the table, is this dude going to be the next franchise quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. And by franchise quarterback, I mean, I'm not talking a bad quarterback. I'm not talking a Mac Jones quarterback. I'm talking about a guy that is, is I don't want to say Aaron Rodgers good because that's silly, but is a legit starting quarterback that nobody questions, that has the ability to go to the playoffs, win in the playoffs, and win a Super Bowl. I would say no. That would be my bet. No, he's not. And it's not even based necessarily on Jordan. It's it's most quarterbacks are not going to get to that level. There's only five top five quarterbacks. Let me blow your mind about some stats real quick. There's only five of them in the world. How about this one? There's only 10 top 10 quarterbacks in the world. You know how many new quarterbacks come into the league every year? A lot. And so what? Maybe like once a year, a new top 10 guy comes along or something. One in 10, if there's, you know, 10 a year coming in and quarterback play for 10 years. I'm making up numbers, but I'm just saying. And these are like the drafted guys, not even including the undrafted guys and all that. My bet would be no. Just based on general skepticism, I guess. But when I talk about him, it doesn't come out that way because there's no reason for it to. I don't know. We have every reason to believe that it's possible. There's no physical barrier. There's nothing in his game that says he's too limited. He's not going to be able to do this. He was drafted because he's a freaking Mahomes clone. He just needed some time for refinement. He's had a lot of time. He's been refined. Let's wait and see what the finished product looks like. Okay? Okay.
0: Ryan Kyle from Madison again. I What's just, up? I want to just hammer home the point here Please I do. didn't really make, but... Please do. Like, yeah, if you're skeptical about love, great. Yeah. But Like, have a dang reason that makes sense. I am so just sick all weekend of, of hearing these people... I mean, I've spent half a dozen people I had conversations with. Right. And, and it was like, it's like they have some Jordan Love divining rod, you know, <laughs> or like those dowsing rods. People just right, right, walk right. around and look for water, and yep. it would, you know, it's not real, but it would turn it down and, like, oh, there's water. It's like these people think they have some divining rod that instructs them on how Jordan Love will play. Like, no, I just got a feeling. I, I'm so sick of hearing. that. I don't care about your feelings. Like, yeah. bring some sort of statistics, or just tell me you don't know. Don't sit there and BS me about. Oh, I just got a feeling he's going to be trash because Rodgers was so good. I, I, oh man, sorry, I'm still triggered. But yeah, talk to you later.
1: Yeah, I mean that really is the biggest thing. I mean, it's 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 there's there's two points here. Number one, you have to have a specific reason that's good enough to believe that he's, he's not good, and nobody can provide that. And num- number two is the reason why. We don't have enough data, and that is a fact. That's a fact. It's not debatable. It's not questionable. We do not have enough data. And everybody pretending that they know because of this, that, or the other is exactly like Colin Coward saying, I know because of these three articles. It's no different. It's just a different reason. But it is not debatable that we don't have enough data on Jordan Love to know whether he's going to be good or going to be bad, right? Like every single football player on planet Earth, there are positive things about him and things to get excited about, and some negative things that you worry about. Aaron Rodgers had negatives, okay? Everybody does. Maybe not Reggie, but everybody, <laughs> everybody's got some negatives somewhere. And it's just, and and, and this is where the frustration is. It's just, I'm just tired of freaking talking about it because you're obviously being stupid because everybody with half a brain looks at it and goes, we obviously don't have enough information. Everybody knows that. And I think 99% of people that want to fight about it, they know. And the reason that they know is because if you talk about somebody else, in fact, most of these same people ask him about Justin Fields. Oh yeah, I think he's going to be great based on nothing. It's been two years of terrible, terrible quarterback play. Well, we haven't seen enough, and well, there's the offensive line, and well, there's a, But we have data. We actually have data on him, and I will grant you that we don't know for sure, but we have a lot of data. And with every single negative throw, with every game, every week every month, every season that goes by, and there's no improvement, and no, there hasn't been. All the stats that Bears fans throw out are hilarious. One, key, one, one telltale sign, look at how they break it down. There's one guy who's out there. He Every time somebody says he didn't improve or wants to talk about it, they throw this this guy's tweet out there. They all have it bookmarked so they can throw it out there. It's weeks one through six compared to weeks seven through 15, I think is what it is. It's the first six weeks compared to the next nine weeks not including the last 2 weeks. And that's their proof that he got better when in reality the stats show no change whatsoever. The grades were identical, the yards, touchdowns and interceptions were nearly identical, no change whatsoever in his throwing abilities. But whatever what does everybody say? We got to wait and see. Everybody out there, we got to wait and see. You're not allowed to talk bad about anybody because you never know. Everybody understands this. This is not a mystery. This is not something that this is not some higher knowledge that only a few people know everybody is fully aware of this some random casual some somebody that's never even watched the game of football can understand the concept of he hasn't really played yet so we don't know if he's going to be good yet people are pretending they don't know that so they can talk crap for who knows what reason and I think for some people it's it's legitimately because they're that dumb that they just don't think about it they don't they don't allow themselves to even think that hard or process they just know that this is the narrative this is what everybody says so this is what I say just a bunch of mindless zombie drones walking around doing what everybody tells them, thinking what everybody tells them. And, it's, and, and for people like me and people like you, Kyle, it's infuriating. Because for them, it's just a simple matter of everybody knows. Why don't you know? Because you're biased. Everybody knows. But for thinking human beings, that doesn't compute. It doesn't make sense. Why don't you know how to think? You should know how to, but you don't. Anyways, I'm going to get out of here. You guys have a good rest of your day. We are getting caught up. We're down to seven calls. So we got maybe one day's worth. So if you'd like to call in, call in. Otherwise, I might be taking some time off here. Anyways, you guys have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.